You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specializing in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. And I'm in the studio today all by myself um, to share with you something on leadership today, something that I talk about a lot to clients and it's really about the role of a leader. What is the role of, the, of a leader? What's the gig all about? What are we trying to do as leaders? And it's also very much about what we're trying to do as parents. If you're raising children, what's that gig about? And I often, I know I often make this uh, connection between parenting, leading a family and leadership in the workplace because I think a lot of the skills you know, the mindset, a lot of those skills are absolutely transferable between parenting and around leading. And this particular concept is one that is talked about by Dr. Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Those of you who know me know that that book and the seven habits, just as a, as a concept, as a framework, if you like, is something that is really dear to my heart. And I first read the book, I think it was 2006, so I wish I'd read it earlier, but no, 2006 is when I read it, and I went to a course at Cannon Hill while I was working for Shine Lawyers, and... I remember it was morning tea on day one of Seven Habits. It was actually Seven Habits for Managers, I think was the course that we were doing as a, as a leadership group. And I said to the managing partner, Steve, at morning tea time, I said, you know, that facilitator, Rosie, I said, I want her job. One day, I want to be out the front facilitating Seven Habits because this content and these concepts and principles just like have just blown my mind. I think they are life changing, and I was just so passionate about the content. And now, of course, I do run Seven Habits programs. I probably every year I run I don't know at least ten, twelve Seven Habits programs. Uh, for corporate or uh, public courses as well for Franklin Covey. And, of course, at Shine, I facilitated Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that course, whoa, over a 100 courses, I'm guessing. So it is content that is really dear to my heart, and there is not a day goes by that I don't reference the habits or I don't think about them. And what I love about the habits and the maturity continuum which is kind of the framework for seven habits that Dr. Stephen Covey came up with, is that everything that I read, everything that's talked about right now, I can put into a habit. So, for instance, if it's like Simon Sinek's, you know, start with the why, well, that's habit two. Begin with the end in mind, personal mission statement. Um, 
if we look at, you know, uh, the wellness movement now and, and balance in workplaces and uh, employee well-being, well, that's habit seven, sharpen the saw. If we talk about active listening um, and empathy, uh, humility as a leader, well, that's habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So no matter what I read uh, or listen to or anything like that, I can put it into the framework. So that's why I love the seven habits. And I also love this concept of uh, the stages of maturity that we go through. And those three stages are firstly dependency and then independence and then interdependence. And that everyone moves through these three stages of maturity and our job as leaders and as parents is to help and to facilitate people stepping through those stages. So I kind of want to talk you through this today. So the first stage, of course, is dependency. And that is when people at this stage are dependent on you, their leader. And it's an appropriate stage to be in when you're starting a new job, of course, because your people are coming in to the role or into your organization. And yes, they bring skills and experience, but also this new role might be a stretch for them. They certainly don't know or understand the culture of your team or your organization. They don't know who's who in the zoo. They don't know how they kind of fit in there, the team dynamics. They also don't know your organization's processes and the structure and the policies and the way you do things around here. So all of that is new. So they are absolutely dependent on you, the leader, uh, also on their, on their team members. They're going to be slower at doing things. They're finding things out. And so your leadership style has to be directive. You have to be there with them. It has to be directive. Um, you have to have a whole lot of super, supervision of those people. And you need to be doing a lot of telling, you know, telling them what to do, how to do it, why to do it, all of, yeah, that's the space. That, that really directive leadership is the space you need to be in at that time. And the mistake sometimes that we can see leaders make is that they don't give the time and attention to their people when they're at that state of dependency or that, that maturity level of dependency. So they, they want to hire because there's more work that the existing team can't do, but they don't have the time to actually direct and supervise and give to these people. And ooh, it can be a really fatal mistake because people can come in and they don't feel supported. Um, they culturally, they're not led, so they don't feel that sense of belonging. And if people don't feel that cultural alignment and that sense of belonging quite early in their time, then they can feel like they don't fit in. So you might lose them from a, from a culture perspective um, from a systems and, and process and, and how they do things perspective, they can just get into really bad habits and do things 
the way you don't want them to do it. They can take shortcuts. Um, maybe they just do things the way they've always done it but not aligned with your processes and procedures. And if you're not supervising and giving them the time, then it might be way down the track that suddenly you realize, uh-oh, they're now they're in bad habits and they're doing things with clients or within the team that you're not happy with. But you've let things slide and, yeah, this dependency stage is really important and you've got to spend the time there and you've got to give that directive leadership there. And it's the same with our kids when they're very young and they're dependent on us and I need you. I need you to tell me what to do and to give me direction. Um, and we're shaping our people at that stage. So that's dependency. And what then we need to do is to build up enough confidence in those people at that stage, give them enough tools and direction and foundation, if you like, that then they step into independency. So now I am independent and that is the attitude of me (laughs) and it is all about me and what I want and what I can give to this role and yeah. And this this can be when in teams we can start to get a little bit of storming because in the dependency stage people are often, you know, on their best behaviour, can also be a little bit of that honeymoon stage as well where people are figuring things out. And then we get to dependence where people are like, okay, I now know enough about the role Hopefully, I've got enough confidence within myself. I know who's who in the zoo here. And, you know, the, the chest kind of comes out a little bit more. Now it's like, you know what, I need to show people what I can do. Like enough of being dependent on people. I'm now going to show you what I'm capable of. And I'm going to make my own decisions here. And And it's a great stage for people to be in. If we think about our families and our kids and parenting, of course, this is our teenagers. And I've I've gone through this recently with a couple. My eldest kids are, what, like 19 and nearly 18. So I've gone through those years of them, you know, looking at them saying, like, they're finding themselves and they're having the confidence to try things and fail and... <laughs> You know, it's hard, and you, it's hard to be so directive when people are in that independent stage. That's why if you've missed the boat on the dependency, it's very hard to come in at this independent stage and tell people what to do because they're not probably going to listen at this stage because it's all about them. So you cannot miss the boat. You need to do the foundation work in dependency. So at independence, Yes, they are showing who they are and they are standing in their, in their own two, on their own two feet um, and they're showing confidence and strength, but hopefully they're also culturally aligned. Hopefully they're also following your processes and your procedures. Hopefully your teenagers have that values-based identity that, you know, you've provided to them so that the decisions and choices that they're making, even though they are their own decisions and choices, that they are still aligned with your family values 
or in the workplace with your company or organizational values. So we've got to kind of let them go through that stage and support them through that. And this is the stage where we really need to coach. There's still some some supervision, but we absolutely need to coach and we need to be, you know, showing a lot of empathy. We need to be understanding that habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood, giving them space, but checking in on them and asking the right questions of them so that they can absolutely reflect upon their own decisions and, yeah, make mistakes and some stuff-ups, feel supported through that and be there at the times when they want to talk and be in that in that coaching role with them. And that's okay that for them to make mistakes in that space. But what we're wanting to do, of course, during that space is to get them ready and into that next level of maturity, which is interdependence. And that is when our teenage kids and with our team members, our employees, when they get to that stage of, oh, okay, it's not just about me anymore, but it's about us. It's about you and me. It's about what I want from this role and what I can give, but also I want to value the differences and what other people bring in the team. A win for me, a win for you, my leader, a win for my team members, a win for my clients, a win for the organization as a whole. And, you know, balancing all of those perspectives and being able to keep all of those different perspectives into place and you know it's when our teenagers kind of come back to us and kind of go oh yeah mum I know I now understand when you said this this is what you meant by that ow and so you know it's just this I guess different world view um, that people are getting at that real interdependent stage and then it's about we it's about us it's about teamwork it's about together is better. And that's ultimately, with a high-performing team, that's what we want to get to. But we do need to go through those other stages of dependency, independence, and interdependency. And they kind of connect to worldviews as well. So, you know, our worldview kind of starts with, um, you know, it can be quite narrow around, you know, family and that sense of belonging or that organizational worldview. And then as we get to in independence, it's more around then that self-actualization worldview, like who am I and what am I about and what, what do I have to bring? And I'm finding myself in the role or as teenagers, I'm finding myself in the world, right? Um, and then finally stepping up into interdependence, which is that worldview of, um, collaborative project or that, that kind of global transformation kind of worldview is, you know, it's not just about me anymore. I can kind of forget about myself a little bit, not entirely, but forget about myself to some extent and to, to think about others and, and to be of service to others and think about how I can collaborate and connect with others in order to create something really cool and really awesome 
that I couldn't come up with myself. And as a family, we are absolutely stronger together when we work together as a family unit. And of course, we can go through these stages of maturity kind of over and over again in our lives as we step up into new challenges, we step into new roles, um, new phases of our lives, uh, maybe starting a new business. And that's the exciting thing is that, you know, we can go through these stages again but knowing kind of what stage we're at, what stage our teams are at, it can help us to think about how we can lead, how we can best serve our people at these different stages. So anyway, that's a model. It's something I use uh, a lot uh, when I'm coaching clients, when I'm running workshops, and I thought it might be something that you can take away this week uh, and you can think about uh, and something that's going to help you on your leadership journey. So that's it for today's episode. I want you to go out there this week, have a fabulous week, whatever you're up to, um, in life, in love, and in leadership. And uh, I will see you next week. We'll have an interview for you next week on the podcast. I'm Midja, and thank God it's Monday. Bye. We trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midger podcast. Host Midger Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach and facilitator. To find out more about Midger, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram, Midger Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share and leave a review.